All right, guys, another message from our sponsors, X-Works. They are in the supplement game, all things related to health, nutrition. I know everybody wants to get some of that uh, post-workout protein in, carbs, pre-workout. I don't know if you guys use coffee like animals and you don't have a dedicated pre-workout yet. Check out X-Works. They have everything you need. Um, they are a small business. They are run by one guy. He does everything top to bottom, which is hella impressive if you ask me. Um, they're going to have all the things you need. And I think one of the best parts about it is none of the ingredients on the back are alpha trihexamide phenyl phosphate. It's all ingredients you can read, you can understand, you know what you're putting in your body. I wouldn't tell you guys to take something I don't take myself. I've been taking X-Works for years. Um, even, even, I'll let you guys in on a little secret, even when I was using or sponsored by other brands, I would steal my wife's X-Works and uh, tear the label off and still take it on the down low. So X-Works is the shit. Check it out, guys. Xworks.com. Get your shit. All right, guys. Another break from our sponsor, Griptite Tape. Uh, check them out at griptitetape.com. They make all the things you need for um, keeping your hands safe in your daily workouts. So whether you work on an oil rig, whether you work on a farm, whether you work at pulling out splinters out of small children's hands at the hospital, Whatever you do, whether you CrossFit, of course, or strength lift, power lift, whatever, um, they are make stretchy grip tape uh, for your thumb, your hook grip, your wrist, anything you guys need uh, to make those lifts more enjoyable, get stronger, and not have calluses and tears on your hands. So it's going to protect your hands. Um, it's stretchy, it's sticky. We already went over that. And uh, you get 30 feet per roll. That's 10 feet longer than the next competitor. And their patented sticky and stretch formula utilizes a special weave pattern that gives you the amount of stretch you need for your joints to get in the right position without sacrificing any strength on that, all right? So it's the only brand I trust to get me through my workouts, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's weightlifting. Um, they also have, I know a lot of people are struggling to get gear during the, uh, the COVID times. They have weight vest plates and plate carriers, tactical plate carriers that you guys can use to work out, do body weight workouts, hit Murph, um, use them to add to your home workouts or workouts at the gym if you've just been looking for a, a vest. What else they got? They got merch, griptitetape.com. Use code PARDONME, 10% off anything you guys want. Tell them we sent you. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we have on Megan Benzik and her boyfriend, Austin O'Neill. They uh, drop in. They're all about that van life, so they were. we were fortunate enough to have them park that van out in front of the studio, come on in and record an episode with us. Uh, we get deep on this one, talk a lot about life, holistic healing, energy, pathways, and uh, a surprising turn of uh, CrossFit and how that all played a role and um, you know how Megan dealt with her testing positive in the CrossFit world for a banned substance, how she dealt with that and um, was able to better her life from it. So here it is. Without further ado, Megan and Austin. We 
still kind of mix it ourselves. We yeah. do like a morning drink and then like a morning smoothie bowl because we yeah. don't like have a blender. We do have a blender, but in the van it's kind of messy. So we just okay. like put ingredients like cacao and flax and like all those different. Yeah. It's pretty much all in mud water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like we need to just yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah. Just dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> Does that have the same effect as like the coffee would? Because I feel like the thing I would miss so much about the coffee was like the laxative effect. Of like eating, taking your coffee, and then just like, poof. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think coffee. I mean, it's the caffeine, really, right? Is it? Okay, yeah. I don't. So, I don't know. Um, Sometimes it's the acidity, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I stay away from it. We've, We've been cutting it back so much that, that like yeah. now it's like your body does adjust. But oh yeah, I'm sure. I like never drank coffee as like growing up, or all my friends would drink coffee like at, in in high school and uh, even past like college age i didn't go to college but when i was college age um and i never got into it until maybe like four years ago or five years ago mm-hmm. even when i started crossfitting and i because yeah. i was in denver and my training partners we, they would always go to a starbucks and i was like oh i don't really drink coffee but all and every once in a while i'd get like a trenta uh trenta iced coffee which you know like the trentas mm-hmm. uh, 40 40 ounce they're okay. just like they're like this tall I think you can fit a whole wine bottle. Like if you pour oh, it out okay. a wine bottle, it'll it'll have it has the capacity for a full wine bottle. And I would just get that randomly and just like be off my rocker for the rest <laughs> of the day. Um, and then I just started. I think I really didn't like. I think like making my own. I, there's something about like making like espresso that I like. Yeah, just the process and messing with the beans and. Yeah, Smell we got like a it. hand yeah. grinder. We did get a hand grinder. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we were getting big into coffee for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially because that elevation help the caffeine helps with elevation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and coffee does in general. So like we were getting into it quite a bit and then it was like backing off. Yeah. yeah. When we were living at nine thousand feet elevation. <laughs> that month <Yeah>. was tough. <laughs> but like we felt so fit coming back from that. <laughs> right. Going back to sea level. Were their first workouts at, at that elevation, like 50 air squats. That's yeah, it. It's <laughs> just like we five like, burpees. <laughs> the thing with us is we'll take it too far. Okay. And then dial it back. And that's yeah. what we learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, moderate. The, what is that saying? Moderations for cowards. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mike, can you hear this mic? No, I, I just think there's something off with it or off with my ears. Are you talking oh, to it? Testing. One, two, three. Testing. Keep going. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. like, I've never had any other pure lion's mane. Yeah. It's good. There oh, we yeah, go. I could hear better. There yeah. we go. Yeah, keep talking. Tell me what you like about it. <laughs> do, you, we do four sigmatic a lot. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't. So oh. Packets, and they have a bunch of different ones. It's all um, mushroom blends, and they're really good. Okay. Um, we're big on those because it's just a packet, put in hot water, stir it, and it's done. Yeah. Better? What? Do you want me to talk? Hers? Yeah. This way? No, no. Uh, point it towards your mouth. Oh. Down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Better? Gucci? Yep. Sweet. Sweet. So those are just like you, it's just like a concentrated blend of, of the mushrooms that yeah, you would dump yeah, in? Yeah, like the chai tea one. They have ones with coffee in it. Okay. Um, they like blend it so it tastes good. So there'll be like some coconut sugar in there, but like nothing crazy. It's all like healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have some of the cacao nighttime stuff we give you before we leave. Yeah, try for out. sure. It's really I'll good. Ta- I'll take it right now and then try to like stay up the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cacao one's more for like relaxing. Like, okay. Yeah, reishi. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like mm-hmm. more of like 
helps your digestion calm down, just helps you get into a more relaxed state. So yeah. it's like hot cocoa before bed. That's yeah. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you put like marshmallows in it. You can. And like sugar. <laughs> uh, what I'll do is put it on like almond butter and just mix it up. Oh, okay. Just dry. You know, okay. chocolate almond butter with oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's good yeah those are like bad hacks yeah <laughs> do you guys uh like have you guys messed around with like harvesting or growing any of your own stuff as yeah. far as like mushrooms so, and stuff well not mushrooms not mushrooms sprouts sprouts okay yeah we do broccoli sprouts different sprout mixes yeah um Whenever we know we're going to be somewhere where, like, we get to water easily. Because you have to, like, rinse them three times a day. Okay. So if we're off-grid, away from water, we'll usually hold off. But, like, right now, staying in Venice and, like, being at friends' houses and, like, having places to fill up water, we just, like, have them going. Mm -hmm. And then any place we end up staying for a little bit, then we, like, give them sprouts as, like, a thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we just awesome. kind of pass them around. Just show up with a thing of sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> so a sprout is just the, the beginning stages of the plant, right? Mm -hmm. And then you guys are just eating that before it starts to grow into the, the bigger plant. Yep. Yeah, okay. so it's, like, super nutrient-dense. Yeah. yeah. I remember I was in Oregon for a little bit and, like, close to Bend, Redmond area. I don't know if you guys have your travel. Yeah, yeah you, you should. Been to Oregon yet. You would love it. Oh man, we've heard of that spot though. We Someone else told us. Yeah, Bend is the place, shit. So yeah. yeah, I like it. It's kind of like to me, it's like a little bit less well-known Boulder. I'm okay. sure you guys have been to Boulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lived there for a summer. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We summered in Boulder. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a less. Uh, it's not a college town, so like take the okay. college town out of it. So it's like just the cool parts of Boulder. Nice. Um, is Bend, and then there's like Three Sisters, which you guys would really like, which is kind of up more, and these are these three big peaks, um, and there's this little town, but uh, forget why. Oh, when I was there, there was a guy, and he did a bunch of sprouts, and so like that's my first, that was my first experience with like the broccoli sprouts and the what else, sesame sprouts, right? Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. big one. Sprout, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they all have different nutrients, um, but yeah, we heard about from Rhonda Patrick, Dr. Rhonda. Yeah, with the broccoli sprouts. And then um, I met this guy who wrote the book. He wrote the sprout book, Doug, mm. Doug Evans. And um, yeah, I just became friends with him. And then he got me sprouting. And then now I'm doing it for all my friends and helping them sprout. It's yeah. The whole thing now. It's How long does it take before, from like start to finish, to get an edible uh, sprout or like four to six days? That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fast. It's super fast, and you just need a mason jar. Okay. Like mason jar and seeds and water. And then you just leave them in there? Yeah. Yeah. You just rinse it three times a day and yeah, it, you don't even want to put it in the sun until the last day. Okay. Yeah. Rinse so it. So if there's just water and sprouts in there, how do you, what do you, you just rinse out the water and then put new water in or? Yeah. So like they're actually laying kind of on an angle downwards. Okay. So like they're draining because you have a mesh. So you layer. don't want water in there oh, okay. in between rinses. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you just basically rinse it with water, yeah. drain it and let it sit. Yeah. I've done a similar thing when uh, when I spilled chia seeds in my car, and then <laughs> I, I let them sprout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know they Get were spilled until there, there was like sprouting things coming out, and I was like, "What is growing in my car?" <laughs> no, I <laughs> this was like when I mixed them with like Gatorade. I'm like, have you ever yeah, done yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chia yeah. seeds good. Yeah, chia seeds are good. Um, we stick to the broccoli sprouts for the most part, and um, mm. we do like this really this French blend. Um, we buy the sprouts from the France. Companies like sproutpeople.org or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like everything you need sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. okay. <laughs> so you just buy the seeds from them mm -hmm. and then sprout them yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I grow um, zucchini, tomato, and bell pepper. Bell, no, banana pepper. Oh, 
and then cayenne pepper. And those are like my first four plants I've had. Yeah. My cherry tomatoes died, unfortunately. (laughs) And my basil's fucking on life support. (laughs) It's definitely a learning process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Trial and error. And like I didn't prep the ground for it at all. I just like Mm. threw them in. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like trial by fire. Yeah. And then the zucchinis are my, my surprisingly doing the best. But it's super fun to grow stuff yourself and then eat it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so sat, like gratifying and it's just like so healthy too. Right? Yeah. Like I feel healthy. I don't know if I'm actually healthier, but I just <laughs> feel way healthier. Um I'm no. like I'm so sustainable right now, just going out and picking a, a zucchini and then cutting it up. Yeah. It lunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh we actually lived on a farm in Peonia, Colorado for a while and they grew like all different kinds of vegetables and like we help them a couple mornings, like with farming and like harvesting some things. So they're like, yeah, anytime you want to cook, just come pick whatever you want. Yeah. So like we were literally just like picking the food and then like going back to the van and making it. And like we were there for like a week and like we actually noticed a difference in our energy eating mostly from that farm, yeah. which was like amazing because it it's like yeah. all organic and everything. Yeah. So it's like, it what, what are they selling us in the stores? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, we don't Garbage. feel this way. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. There's a um, difference. I didn't think, and then also like one thing that surprised me with growing it and like going through that process was how much a plant can yield and how like little you actually need versus what you think. Mm -hmm. Because like when I think about like how I eat, I'm like, oh, there's no way that these two plants or three plants or four plants are going to be able to provide enough of what I need. But then like you start doing it and you're like, oh, wow, I have way more than I need. I have to start giving this away. Yeah. That's pretty cool when you like realize oh, shit, I only need, like, one plant, two plants of these things. Yeah. And I have tons of food. Uh-huh. And yeah. then I haven't started doing, like, potatoes or anything like that yet. But Yeah. yeah. Those are a little bit different. My right? next like, venture. Yeah. yeah. Beets, I think those are a little harder to do. Beets, yeah. I love beets. Yeah. 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 We're on beets kick. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Yeah. What do you guys like to do? Because, like, my biggest problem with cooking them is, like, the process, how messy it is, like, boiling them. And, like, are there any other ways, to like, that you guys have found to eat them? Yeah, so I literally just chop them up and then put them in a pan. Yeah, raw. And then put them in a pot with like a little bit of coconut oil and salt and just put a lid on and just cook it on low heat Mm. and then just mix it every so often. And that's it. Do you take the skin off or leave the skin on? I leave the skin on. Okay. So we just like wash it. Yeah. 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 I leave the dirt on because like isn't, aren't you supposed to get like some amount of dirt in your... In Maybe, your diet. I mean. It builds resiliency, we, right? Like, that's yeah. what, like, I don't we do know. only have a pump sink, so, like, you can't rinse it that well, but, like. Yeah. <laughs> we do what we can. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you're saying, like, um, you know, you don't need excess, right? And that's, right. like, one thing we realized, too, with our nutrition um, mm-hmm. from being competitive CrossFitters, eating all the time for performance to eating now for, like, longevity and just feeling good and yeah. gut health and everything else like that. Um, it's crazy. It's more nutrient focused. And then you really realize how much like you don't need that much because it's everything's nutrient dense. Whereas right. before it was just like getting the calories in, like we were on like a pancake phase, just trying to like, get, <laughs> yeah. get all those carbs in and like, what phases yeah. did you guys go through? Cause I know there was like, obviously the big pancake phase and, and like in CrossFit there like comes like waves. Yeah. Stuff. Like, mm. Competitors would be like all about white rice, like a certain year and then like sweet potatoes sweet potato fries sweet potato pancakes sweet potato uh, <laughs> wasn't there like protein shakes that had like sweet potato in them yeah or, i think so like, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then um what is this mikey bringing up eat dirt <laughs> people who can't stop eating dirt <laughs> that's me but isn't there yeah practice of 
eating earth or soil. Geofoggery. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not great for you, but you need a little bit in your diet. A little bit. (laughs) Um, These are people eating like spoonfuls though of just dirt. But like CrossFit is just, I feel like from the competitor side, there's like so many just like ways that people eat. Like I know guys that are you know, really high level that eat like candy all the time mm-hmm. and will just mm-hmm. like crush bags of M&Ms and like, um, and then I know other guys that are like very strict, like I'll only eat this, I'll only eat that. And then I just see so many different variations of it, Yeah, which yeah. leads me to wonder like, okay, these guys are all performing and high level performers. What, what is actually making a difference and what is not? And like, what is like, what is what's the difference? You know, like what's what does it matter? Does it matter? A gen- is it just genetic? Because um, I don't know if that can play a role into it. Is mm-hmm. it like <clears throat> lifestyle, upbringing, all of those things? I think are. I think they all play a part. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think the big piece is the mindset piece. I feel like as people, far as competing, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. people tap into another level when it comes to mindset and just mm-hmm. self actual things and realizing things um and just making it happen you know i think that's a real big piece mm-hmm. but i do think it does they all play you know play a piece in the bigger puzzle of everything it's hard to say like this is the one thing that does it right you know it's a combination of many little things to do that yeah you know so it is hard but it is interesting to see too that like you said like the diets like everyone just eats so differently and right you know what works for someone is not going to work for the other person and just getting more in tune with your body and listening to it yeah and, I've almost seen, go ahead. That's like one thing we do with our coaching is like personalized nutrition. And like we get a lot of people coming to us, like there's so much information out there as far as like what the right thing to do is. And the answer really is it depends. Like keto works for some people, but it could be like the worst diet for others. So like you really have to be in tune with your own body and know what works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, With me having lupus, like I couldn't just eat candy and compete. (laughs) You know, like I had to eat like nutritious and like even pancakes, like my pancake phase still had to be gluten free and like still had to keep like the syrup down a little bit and try to eat more nutrient dense stuff. Whereas like when I first met Austin, he was like on a cereal kick and just had like every kind of cereal. (laughs) I was like, "Um, don't you think you should eat a little cleaner? You know, like (laughs) that's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've almost seen too, like, uh, the the extreme of eating super clean in like a comp- as, as a competitive athlete or somebody that is a competitive athlete, I've seen those people get burnt out quicker. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just the process because everything that they're doing is like focused on just competing. So they're always thinking about yeah. competing. Mm-hmm. So even when they're eating, even when they're like relaxing, they're like thinking about competing. Yeah, so enough rest. That was us, <laughs> that was us. <laughs> that was us yeah. for sure. <laughs> There's like that mental aspect of like if you can't like get the downtime or the ability to like de-stress and de-down-regulate um, to be able to then be able to like turn it back up when you're in the in your training and you're competing all of those things mm-hmm. you've just been running at like mentally you've been competing for the past you know however long you've yeah. not been able yeah. to get out of that state so if you need to eat some M&Ms or do whatever to like bring yourself back down and like that's your chill zone like mm-hmm. yeah, more power yeah. to you yeah yeah, I mean, we definitely went on a frozen yogurt phase. Oh, I did that too. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys ever do like macros when you guys were? were oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah, where yeah, you sure. were monitoring those? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were really deep in that too. I think, yeah. I think I had like a four-year streak on my fitness pal of like tracking it. Oh day. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't like go. Like I could do, I could do it, but I definitely needed breaks from my fitness pal. I was like, not the fact of like 
having to, it was just the fact of having to go through the process of like logging what I was mm-hmm. eating. And I was just like, I need a break. Like, so I would go like in waves. Yeah. 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 But I remember like having such low fat, such high carbs when I was yeah. in, in the middle of like a com- competition phase. Mm-hmm. And it was like 80 to 85 fat, like 575 carbs. And then like 230 protein. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I would just I wind that. up like being able to get a good amount in, but then at the end of the day, just be like, shit, I have, you know, 200 carbs left and no fat (laughs) and like a little bit of protein. So yeah, I just like crushed frozen yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For the simple sugars and everything. Yeah. Cause that's another thing too. Like too much veggies and everything, your digestive system's working super hard when you need that energy to compete. So like sometimes the simple sugars are like a lot of times their best way to go, you know? Because it just so goes, it hits it's faster. Just, and yeah, easier yeah. for your body to digest, less work and energy being put into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like before before you knew it, I was like uh, pre-diabetic from eating all of Whoa. those, <laughs> eating all of the sugar. Yeah. yeah. I mean like if when I did like blood work and stuff, yeah. like it, the, they weren't great, you know. Yeah. So I guess if we would have had that checked like it probably been it. Great, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know yeah. our li- liver enzymes got jacked up which is pretty typical from doing so much anaerobic work mm-hmm. um that was one thing like i got my labs done when i got done competing mm-hmm. and my liver enzymes are like crazy and i was just like oh gosh like, yeah. I need to, like tone it down <laughs> yeah you know? um which i got them checked again they're way better now which is cool it's crazy that like the sport has progressed to that level where like and i guess our technology and like it's easy right now to just go order like a, a lab test on your blood work or mm. go see somebody and you can get those results but like back in the day in like 2000 and I wouldn't even say that long ago, like 14, like that was unheard of for people in the sport to be like checking their blood levels and yeah. like yeah. looking at all of that. Yeah. Um, for somebody that's like at the games, like competing at the games to then like now you see people that are at regionals that are good at going that like distance. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see like the evolution of everything. Yeah, a little bit healthier. Yeah. Conscious of it. Like you said, there's more like knowledge out there. Yeah. Like everyone... Yeah. Everyone it, wants to be the best, so it's yeah. like any little piece you can like tap into to like get you further. Everyone's yeah. doing it now, and it's so mainstream now. Like all of those, like I guess hacks or like different mm-hmm. like secrets or like with social media, everyone's sharing like, "Hey, I do this. Hey, I do that," mm-hmm. and then like everyone will see you know whoever Tia or whoever post about or Katrin being on macros. So then you have this like swell of people that are yeah. like trying to like either compete with her or be like her that are like, okay, I'm going to do that as well. Cause I need to do that to be on that same level. Yeah. And so you just have like these people following suit and just kind of like doing that. Yeah. yeah. The training's also evolved. I mean, people are starting oh, yeah. to figure yeah. out how to train for it now, you know, whereas before it was just very wild west, you know, like the whole super CrossFit, like change it, change it up every day when it's like, yeah, you know, now people are actually periodizing a year, you know, and doing those things and giving their body a rest and, um, just being a lot smart about the training itself. You yeah, know, which is well, you have great. to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I'm sure you guys know. Like, just beating yourself up every day is like you can't recover no. that yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. from no. that. You know, there's definitely that you definitely need those times off, and you need to go and like de-stress and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's become uh, like as as demanding as any other professional sport. Oh yeah, with none of the pay yeah. <laughs> those professional sports. Yeah. so yeah. hopefully that continues to rise as well where they can figure out a way to 
help the athletes to continue to develop. So you have these younger athletes that you can develop a next generation of guys Mm -hmm. Um, where you see that issue a lot in like fighting is because of how it's structured and how it's set up. It's not set up to be like, this is your career. It's set up to be like, no, this is just an opportunity. You just have like a a shot Um, where I think CrossFit is similarly set up where it's just like, no, you have a shot, but it's not like a career. Like Mm -hmm. you're not raising a family off of this. You're not like getting a 401k and benefits and health insurance and like doing anything like you're still having to grind and hustle and do all these things. Um, but that leaves then these like key people that are able to like figure out how to get there. Like mm-hmm. you have Frazier, you have Froning, you have these people like you have Tia, you have these people that figure out what they need to do, shape their life and like put in what they need to put in to get to that point, And then they'll stay there for, as long as pretty much as long as they want because the system, the sport, the money in the sport isn't developing anybody else to come to that level. They're pretty much soaking it all up to stay at that level Mm -hmm. and they're absorbing it, which good for them, but it doesn't develop the rest of the sport. It doesn't create any type of like competition in the sport. I mean, you see that with like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like bodybuilding and what happened there, but like Mm -hmm. a similar thing where you would have one guy that was just like dominating. And so he was making, if the sport payout was like they, if you took all the competitions and they were paying out, let's just say like a round number, a million dollars every year um, in prize money, he was probably getting 90% or 85% of all of that prize money. And so he was able to just continue to like churn and put that back into his training, his recovery sponsors. And so then you have this discrepancy of like people that are even like second, third, fourth, fifth, like that close to them that are, that if, when you look at what they're actually making, you see like, oh shit, they're like making like pennies compared to this Mm -hmm. guy. So how are you supposed to develop any type of young talent to build to that level or to be able to compete with that? You almost have to have another, like another instance where somebody's able to game it and figure out how to like wind their way up that ladder without actually having support from the the sport organization yeah i think that's like one thing opex was trying to do that year with like bringing everyone out there and like paying us to work out and Mm -hmm. compete is like just trying to like give us that advantage to like not have to work and still just train full time and focus on that so yeah yeah Yeah. what do you mind me asking or can you say like what they were like or offering people he had the full sponsorship i had a partial sponsorship Um, you guys fight about that no (laughs) (laughs) When I came to the open, we definitely yeah. had a tally system going as far uh-huh. as workouts. <laughs> um, but, no, um, they paid for all our meals, so we yeah. had meal service. And then I honestly, I honestly can't remember. Was it like stipend? Much, like yeah, it was monthly, a stipend monthly. It was a monthly yeah, monthly stipend. Was uh, it enough for you guys to like live on, where you didn't have to do anything else? Yeah, I mean, okay. I still yeah, had, so I still had a coaching job. Yeah, um, well, you were half. Yeah, so. so with that, and then like, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, it supported me. I had some individual clients I still coached. Yeah, um, remotely. Yeah, um, but no, definitely, I didn't have to worry about anything else. Nice, that's um, awesome. So it was nice. Yeah, um, you know. Because at the, at the time, life was just training. So it was like I had everything I needed. The best coaches, the yeah. gym, food, uh, apartment, like roof over my head. Like, yeah. It was like, okay, yeah. like this, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, it yeah. was a fun year. Yeah, it was real fun. <laughs> it was also the first time that we like came out west and lived out west. So mm-hmm. like 
being around like all the hiking and nature and everything just like blew our minds. So like when we weren't training, we'd be like hiking on our off days and like, yeah, we'd go hiking on like a Wednesday. And if the hike was too hard, we'd come in on Thursday and say we had like snatches or something. Like there'd be a point where James would be watching me and he'd be like, you didn't rest yesterday. What'd you do? Yeah. I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> like you went hiking. What hike did yeah. you do? Yeah. Yeah. You need to rest. Too, in person was awesome. Those yeah. coaches. Yeah. Um, they're so passionate and in my mind, the best coaches, you know, in the sport. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to just absorb everything from them. Yeah, they were on the floor with us every day. So like, that's cool. Yeah, drilling our form and technique and everything, yeah. like literally taking weight off our bar if it wasn't perfect. Like <laughs> That's what you need, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. hard sure. to do yourself. Yeah, and if you don't have, like, that immediate feedback mm-hmm. and, like, there's a reason that there's coaches at every level mm-hmm. of every sport. It's because, like, you – that you need them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, what part of Utah was that in? That or Arizona. Arizona, sorry. Yeah, what part Arizona. of Arizona? Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah, okay. like North Scottsdale. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's cool that they, because I think OPEX, I don't know if any other, were any other like companies or, or gyms or like programs doing that as well with like sponsoring athletes that you guys know of or that you know of, Mikey? Not that we know of. Well. <laughs> Loud and live. I think that's Trin- a whole nother Trin- shit Trin- show. Think Tank do something like that now? I think I, they do something They probably, I, I, I would imagine they do, yeah. But I think maybe OPEX was like one of the first to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to remember like if anybody else of that time period, because that was like 2000 and what, 17 or 16? Um, 2017 to 18. Yeah. Yeah. And they really pushed it too. Like they were promoting it a lot, so yeah. that probably like sparked ideas right. for other companies as well. Yeah. well. I mean, it's smart. Like as mm-hmm. a company, you're like, okay, like let's put our money into this pinnacle of what the what like the athletes and the sport can be, and then um, it'll draw everybody else in. Right. And so you got to spend dollars on marketing and media somehow. So mm-hmm. like, let's spend them on the athletes and what we actually care about, and then help that like have that promote down yeah. the line. It was also like research for James too, right? Like we were very much guinea pigs. They would have us test a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was like, I think James wrote a whole course on it, mixed modal. um, Okay. Off of the stuff like his life's work, but also the year of training a bunch of athletes on site, you know? Yeah. Um, So he wrote pretty much a whole course on it, book on it. What's come some of like the the crazier like tests or things, workouts that you remember doing that like stick out to you? So I know like... You probably yeah, have, like, tests, one. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I fucking died on that. <laughs> I just remember like, there was, like, a... So, leading up to regionals, we wouldn't have our programming ahead yeah, of time. Was, right. It was just, like, show up and, like... Yeah. Our, we had we used the software True Coach, mm-hmm. so we... Even back then you were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd log in a True Coach and it just says, see James. And then, like... <laughs> yeah. So, like, we wouldn't know what to warm up for. We just knew we had to be ready at, like, 9 a.m. Yeah. So, we'd, like, get there, like, oh, shit, what's going to put us through today? <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was easy, so... Oh, gosh, okay. Yeah. Um, but there was, like, a Saturday where he just ran us through a bunch of short, like, like, 21, 59, 15, 12, like, but you didn't know how many you were doing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, and there were short, like, couplets. Yeah. And it was just, like, you're competing against everyone. So, it's, right. like, you're going for it. And then it was, like, all right, at the 10-minute mark, we're going again, and this is the workout. Or it'd like, be like 10 yeah, we literally I'll, didn't know until right then. Or sometimes <laughs> he'd wait to like the minute before to tell us what the yeah. movements were. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just like, he just kept going. Yeah. I don't know how many we did, but I just remember being exhausted. It was like yeah. four or five. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just going at it. I mean, it was fun though because the adrenaline was so high. Or like we go through imams of like cycling barbells where like he wouldn't tell us how long the imam was lasting. He's like, okay. just keep adding weight. Like, just yeah. keep, you know. 
So it'd be like kind yeah. of in that. Because they're really um, big on fun. resiliency. You know, like yeah. you need it for and sport. And adapting. So mm-hmm. he would very much throw some, you know, random things, you know, like it wasn't random probably in his mind, but like, whereas just one minute you're doing hand cleans, the next minute you're doing squat snatches, you know, to just constantly ad- making you adapt and yeah. challenge. You and and Castro is going to do that at the game. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a break to tell you about one of our sponsors. You hear that noise? That's the sound of 7,000 horsepower of ceramic blade straight to your genitals. All right, this thing is sleek. It's the newest lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. If you guys use code PARDONME, you guys will get 20% off plus free shipping on all things Manscaped. Um, We've got the holidays coming up, so... Get your friend, a subtle, not so subtle way of telling your friend maybe they need to trim their nuts, they need to do a little bit better job grooming their hair, their uh, chest, ball, shaft, leg, whatever kind of hair they're dealing with. They even have nose hair trimmers. Um, I know we all have that friend that has way too many nose hairs, and it is impossible to look them in the eye while they're talking to you without looking at those creepers down below. So... Uh, Manscaped, they're available in the UK now, um, all over America. These things are nice, anti-nick uh, technology, so you're not going to cut your nuts off while you're uh, shaving. <laughs> Everyone wants to look good for the occasion, but they do not want to lose a nut. They do not want to uh, hit any of those arteries or whatever you got down there. Um, so use these Manscaped anti-nick technology. Uh, it's going to save your nuts. I've been using this. I've been liking it. Mikey's been using it longer than me. Um, and he swears by it. So check them out, guys. Manscaped.com. Code pardon me. Help me help you. Yeah. You never yeah. know, right? Like, exactly. So it's cool. Do you guys see any of like the the game's footage from this year? No. Or the no, coverage? We We're pretty far the, removed now. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have like the needle outside of the van like, <laughs> trying to get some coverage. Um, they did a... It was a run through Aromas, like a trail run. And it was, they announced it as like, okay, this is going to be this course. It's about 7K or five miles, something, or what was it, four? Three miles. Three miles. Okay. Baby. <laughs> Baby <laughs> stuff. So it's three, three miles. miles. But they have the hills, they have the sand. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a brutal course. Sand. And they come, the first person comes through uh, the finish line. And then I think it's Matt and then Medeiros is right behind him, Justin. And then Dave tells him, like, hey, turn around, do the course backwards. And Matt's, like, flips him off. He's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm serious. Go. And then, like, he grabs Medeiros and, like, pushes him through, like, to go back. And he, like, starts walking. And then he's like, I'm serious. You're going to lose if you don't go. And so he made them all finish it and then start it again and go run the course <laughs> oh, in reverse. Um, which, yeah, was funny. But yeah, because you think awesome. you're done. And then- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad, and yeah, you're gonna like blow your wad to get through the finish line, yeah. and then you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, I gotta keep going." Yeah, yeah. I think the one year where they flew them, right? They like put them in the planes to go to the mm-hmm. ranch. Yeah. I was like really hoping that they would just drop them off somewhere and tell them to get back. Yeah, and I was like, I'd totally be up for that. Right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of like what we're kind of getting into out. now, actually. Yeah. Like the adventure racing. Oh, okay, we've like, been looking into that. Yeah, we have Dude, a buddy. That'd be so cool. Who's yeah. uh? We should. I forgot to ask him how it went, but he has like a team. It's like three males, three females. Yeah. Three males, three females, and I think the next one is in actually Patagonia, and yeah, they have like a. It could be horseback riding, climbing. Mm-hmm. It's like every modality. You know, rafting. Yeah. I just started watching. Um, 
is it the world's greatest race? Yeah, that's where so, it stems from. Yeah. yeah. And they were, I forget where they were on the, the season I started, but they had like, they started them in the canoes and it was like teams of what, six, right? I think or so. Four? Yeah, I think there's four. Six. Six, I don't six or four. I don't remember. And they were like, um, it was cool because it was like, oh shit, this is, this is crazy. It was something like an insane amount of like on water, then you got to hike, then you got to like traverse these things. You got to climb, yeah. you got to swim, you got to do all this stuff. And it, it turns out to be like some insane distance over a pretty short, like 10 day period or something mm-hmm. like that, or a week period. Yeah, it's like an expedition. Yeah. And yeah, we're totally into that. Like, yeah. like that's skill based. You know, when you train right. CrossFit and you build that volume for that long, you know, it's like, like, let's use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like all that fitness. It doesn't really leave when you build that aerobic base. Right. You know, um, and you know how to tap into that. Like, it's such a mental game of like yeah. knowing how to like break those barriers and knowing what you can do. And mm-hmm. once you, once you, excuse me, kind of accept that, like, okay, I can do anything, mm-hmm. then, like, you start to be like, well, why don't I go do that, you know? Yeah, it's and like then you can, like, mind. test yourself and yeah. just be like, well, I, I, you know, I've gone through the process of developing in the sport and, like, going through this. I will just do the same thing here mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like I'll have a good base, but there's definitely going to be these crazy things I'm going to have to learn. Yeah, and, like, it's a skill, out. though, yeah. right? And then yeah. the more... The more new things you do, you learn about yourself and how you learn. So then you could yeah. optimize and learn things faster. Right. You know, that's one thing we've learned is just like how we learn, right? Like, so then it's like, we're not afraid to try anything new now because yeah. we know we could deduce it down and coach ourselves because we're coaches. Right. Know, yeah. To get it done and figure <laughs> yeah. it out. In the Bring that time. a little bit closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Keep going. Um, Keep going towards you. Me? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think learning, like just Figuring out how to learn is a skill in yeah. itself. Yeah. And if you can right. be a good learner, there's so, like that's an advantage too. Um, yeah. Just being able to like be like, and I think it's coming out of your ego and being like, okay, like let me ask questions. Let me let me be, be a, a beginner. beginner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's okay to like not be like, oh yeah, I know. Just because I know a little bit, I know everything. It's yeah. like I would rather be the opposite, where it's like I know a little bit, but I'd rather nobody know that I know a little bit, so they like teach me all like the beginner shit yeah. that I I probably missed. And I yeah. could like benefit from. Yeah, why wouldn't like if you get the download from someone who's been there and done that before? Why wouldn't you? You know, like right. That's how I see it. Like, oh, you've done this. Like, tell, teach me everything. Like, give me the download so I don't have to go through those right those pains you did. You know, so yeah. I can get the basically like the benefit. Face, reap yeah. the benefit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Let me reap the benefit off of your like pain and sweat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And most people are cool with it too because like yeah. they've been there and done that and know how much of a pain it is. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, I want like that's you know that we're coaches, you know, we're same thing, you know, like yeah. we've learned a lot. Like it doesn't have to be that way, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think we talked about earlier. Like we go to the extreme, and then it's like then we have to reel it back, yeah. You know, so now it's like we've seen kind of the ex- what's sustainable, yeah, for that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because like getting into rock climbing was very much like the first kind of big thing we did that like we had never had any experience with after CrossFit. So it was, like, the first thing that we were, like, a beginner at again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we went to the rock climbing gym. We're just kind of figuring that out. But I think we were there for, like, maybe two weeks. And then he decided to take a rock climbing class. Because um, then I'm like, well, you take outdoors. it and then you could teach me. So, like, we yeah. went right to outdoor. And then there's sport and there's trad. 
and Sport already has the clips in there. Mm -hmm. And Trad, you literally have to put your own anchors That's in. That's sketchy. And of course, where does he want to start with Trad? Yeah. So like, yeah. The first time we ever rock climb outside, he's like putting his own trad. anchors in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm like building everything. Like, don't yeah. you think we should start with sport? Yeah. <laughs> but You're like, no. no, I got this. Yeah, yeah. I took a course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, it's only my life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, how high up are we? Yeah. <laughs> how confident am I in this? Yeah. It's stuff so cool. Though. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. The um the adventure I was watching that adventure race and it was funny because this uh this team was like on the it started with a big like open water paddle or, or kayak mm -hmm. um and they had the side boats and this team they had a, a sail too so like the the technique or the tactic was mm -hmm. you get out and then once you hit kind of the open ocean or the open water you put the sail up and try to use the wind to help you and this team was from Oregon actually and they were like just like athletes like rowers like and they had these these people and so they were they were out in front and i think they just got too excited and they didn't want to put the sail up and they were like no we didn't want to put the sail up because there wasn't enough wind and it wasn't going to help and they just like crushed this like paddle and they ended up so far ahead and then come like an hour later they're dying like hiking up this hill just getting passed yeah. by all these people and one <laughs> of their guys is like He's like taking off all of his stuff because he's like so hot. He's overheating, and he's like laying on his back, like with his feet up on this like this hut that they found, <laughs> and they're just getting passed by everybody. I'm like, that's so like so funny, and like the same as sport. Like yeah, you have yeah. these people pacing. that just like yeah, pacing, <laughs> and I'll like think like, oh shoot, like we're doing it, and then like, yeah, like a little bit later, you're like, oh, okay, we're not uh, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is a 10-day race, and you guys are, like, sprinting, sprinting mm -hmm. on the first leg. And it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. 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 We, can hit, we can hold this. Yeah. 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 Um, with CrossFit, I wanted to, like, touch back on in 2017. 18. Um, 18. Yeah. 18. Um, you were telling me outside, but... And I had I had seen that when you were telling me I was like oh yeah I remember that but I didn't know that like, that was you yeah which is funny <laughs> that like I saw like the stuff you guys were doing with the van the sprouting like holistic life all of that cool stuff and I was mm -hmm. just like hey let's do a podcast and then you come and then you're like oh yeah that's all that stuff with me and CrossFit and I was like what stuff with CrossFit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but in <clears throat> 2018. You tested positive for banned substance, mm -hmm. and um, and then pretty much kind of reevaluated what Everything. what you were doing, <laughs> like what you were doing it for your whole life, yeah. and um, walk me through like just that process of because I'm, I'm pretty sure like people that don't know or that know it's pretty easy to just go look up and see like your name, what you tested positive yeah. for. That stuff's easy. Yeah, I want to know like the process of like, hey, what did that, pro like, what was that journey like? Like, what led up to that? Kinda, yeah, sure. Yeah. And like, what, what was, what it was like going through that, and like coming out on the other side, like, yeah, with a new perspective on what's important. Because before, uh, and I'll let you like let me tell me a little bit about it, but like to get to that point, um, there was like a buildup of like, okay, I need to be this mm -hmm. good at this sport, and like, why mm -hmm. was that the important piece? You know? Yeah. So I actually started CrossFit um, right after the 2011 Open, mm -hmm. um, and I'd never played any sports prior. 
So, like, I came in, like, I think I was, like, 110 pounds, like, super skinny. Like, I couldn't even snatch 75 pounds. Yeah. To, like, save my life. Um, and... No I, sports ever. No. Like, yeah. I played around with gymnastics in high school, but, like, I had, like, a floor routine from hell. And, like, it was just, like, more of, like, me just, like, working out. Yeah. So I was always into fitness because of being diagnosed with lupus and movement. But, like, mm. the way I worked out then was very different than CrossFit. Um, so I had a personal trainer friend, like, introduce me to CrossFit. And then, like, it was like, oh, I could compete and working out? Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, but back then, I very much used it as, like, a way to deal with life. And, like, mm -hmm. different things I was going through. Um, and I was, like, channeling it into CrossFit in that way. So I just, like, really put everything into the gym and, like, started getting better. And so then it, like, started feeling good to actually, like, have my own thing that I was doing. Because I was never in a sport. I never, like, had a thing like that before. Yeah. Um, and you are diagnosed with lupus when you were 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, it was very empowering, too. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, I'm beating these people, and I have this, like, thing that's kind of, like, holding me back, but I'm still overcoming it. And so that was something I became addicted to, which was mm -hmm. healthy yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but with Just how, crushing people. Yeah, <laughs> I just, like, loved it. <laughs> um, but then, like, CrossFit as a sport, obviously, like we were talking about earlier, got so intense that, like, the amount of hours you need to put into the gym and all of this just, like, kept amplifying. Um, but every year in the open, I would get better. The open was also during like cold and flu season. So I was like almost sick every open. Mm. And like I was pushing my body too hard for sure. But I was always getting like labs done and like doing what I had to like monitor like my lupus and all of that. Um, so the goal was honestly for me always to train with like the best of the best and compete against the best athletes I could. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because like that is exactly what ended up happening. And like now I'm realizing the power of like intention and goals and like visualizing because then... Um, 2017 was the first year I made it to regionals. Mm. And I actually finished 15th in the central regional, which was it's like a amazing. tough region. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that regional was so different because I very much knew I deserved to be there. And it was like all those, what was it? Yeah, six years of like hard work in the gym. And it was just like finally. And so like I didn't go into regionals with this mindset of like, oh, I need to make the games or like I need to beat these people. It was mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to enjoy this and like love it. Yeah. And I very much did. It was like my goal finally like came in, you know, like it was happening. Yeah. Um, That's such a cool place to go into a competition, like being in that headspace. Yeah. It's such a different headspace of like, oh, I need to, you know, keep up with these people or I need to beat these people or I need yeah. to like prove something versus I've put in the work and I'm super confident. I'm super relaxed because I know that like everything I put in is going to allow me to do as good as I can. And yeah. that's all I can do is as good as I can. And wherever that ends up, like I'm happy with that because I know like I, I crushed it the whole year. I yeah. like, and you, you don't have any like regrets, no yeah. regrets. <laughs> yeah. And it was like very much too, like it was my first regional. So I was like, if mm. I come in last, like, I don't care. I'm just going to enjoy this. Yeah. And like being in that headspace, just like, yeah, every day I moved up on the leaderboard and it just like felt amazing. And like, mm -hmm. those were some of my best workouts as far as like flow and just like, I'd finish the workout and like look around like, how did I do that? Like, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And then it was a couple months after Austin got asked to move out to Arizona, but then we were together. So mm. actually prior to that regional, we went out there for a little bit to train with Mike. So I met Mike and he saw me compete and us competing against each other and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so then he invited both of us out there. So I think he gave us like, Austin's like, when do you want us out there? And he's like, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. And we Next had, week? <laughs> yeah. We had just signed a lease in oh, Chicago yeah. um, 
for a year and we were like only living in there for a month somehow we got out of the lease and like yeah. literally it was like two weeks and we were like on our way to arizona mm -hmm. <laughs> so we just like made it happen instantly um because that was like always the goal mm -hmm. so that was cool and like moving out there for me before that i was training with todd neef and he very much like knew how to i had been working with him for two or three years so i felt really confident in his ability to like gauge where i need to be as far as like leading up to regionals and all of this um, it wasn't that I questioned Mike or James necessarily. It was more that I knew that they hadn't worked with me for as long. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of in the back of my mind. The training was very different than what I was used to. And then I was competing against like literally the best athletes in the sport. And especially it was mostly women there. Mm -hmm. And so I fell into this like loop of like comparing myself to them. Yeah. And I, like a lot of times I would come in last or second to last and like you put me in any other gym and like it wouldn't, I would, you know, be on top, but against them. And it just like really got in my head. Yeah. So I started feeling like, do I deserve to be here? Like all those negative thoughts. And then like questioning if that was like really for me. Um, and then it was also really intense because I was trying to move to that next level. And I think my body was like, this is too much. Like, mm -hmm. you know, James has a continuum where it's like, you move, you're moving towards health, but at some point you move back to sickness because yeah. it's just too much. Yeah. Um, and we are very much like kind of moving back there. Not that I was getting sicker, but like I felt like my body was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was definitely like a sweet spot of like being able to recover, being able to train and mm -hmm. like moving towards that pinnacle. Yeah. And if you start to like go past it, you start coming back the other way. Yeah, for and sure. And it's super obvious and it's pretty frustrating if you like, I'm sure you know, being there. Yeah. You're like, I'm putting in more work, but I'm going backwards. Yeah. yeah. And like more tired and I really needed to rest more. But then like at the same time, we were also in Arizona and hiking all the time. So I was like resting less, which mm -hmm. so that was like a cycle. Um, but yeah, my ego just like really got really strong and like felt defeated all the time. And so I had a friend like suggest, I think he said like, you know, you work so hard. Mm. It's not like you're not putting in the work. So, like, if you just do this, it'll just level you up because you have lupus and, like, mm -hmm. they'll kind of make it even and, you know, the wrong mindset to be in. But in my head, it was like I was already in this space yeah. and I didn't want to disappoint. Like, not Mike and James never made me feel like I, I wasn't, like, living up to what they expected. But, like, in my head, I'm just always hard on myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and especially, with like, social media and, yeah. like all of the the things that play into that yeah. like you have your your emotions your ego wrapped up in your placement your like your image your image yeah. all of that stuff and then you add social media on top of it mm -hmm. you see like it's just a recipe for like disaster and i was like very much in the social media game like posting every day and like inspiring stuff too so like when i started taking that it was one thing like i have a pill box so i put all my supplements so mm -hmm. like yeah, like once a month, I would like put it in there and then like not always think about it, but then like it would come up. Like when I lost in a workout, it'd be like, shit, like I'm taking this and still losing. And like mm -hmm. that would get to me even more. Like I'm posting this inspirational stuff, but then I'm doing this. And then like it was just like these mental loops I couldn't get out of. Um, so leading up to regionals, I did not think I was going to make the games at all. And it was just like, okay, I'm just going to like survive and just like try to do the best I could. So like... I didn't see myself as a threat, so, like, I did not think I was going to get tested. So mm -hmm. I didn't even, like, try to, like, not take it. Like, I just kind of didn't even think about it. Mm. Um, and it was the first day at check-in, and they, like, called me in back, and I was like, I wonder why they're calling me in back. And then they told me, and just, like, yeah, my heart just, like, sank. It was mm -hmm. just, like, shit. And it literally took me, like, two hours to pee because I just, my body, like, I just knew. And, like, mm -hmm. I didn't know, nobody knew at the time besides this one friend and he was he's not even in the CrossFit realm at all, you know? So I was like, 
I didn't want to tell Austin right away because I didn't want it to affect his weekend. And then like same with the coaches. And I was like, should I back out? But then like everyone's going to ask why I'm backing out. And I like wasn't ready to fully accept it at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like working through like what's going to happen. Like my whole life is CrossFit leading up to that. So I had no idea what my life was going to be like. Um, So that whole weekend, like every workout was like really intense as far as like that was in the back of my mind and it's like this is going to be the last time I'm competing on the floor and like since I wasn't ready to fully accept it and didn't know what to do I was just like I'm just going to try to enjoy it the best I could mm. which like didn't really happen because uh-huh. <laughs> it was very much like I think most workouts like I came in let maybe not last but like I didn't finish a lot mm-hmm. of them and it just like everyone could tell like my family some of my family was there and they were like she doesn't seem like herself she's not right. getting in that flow yeah. um and then after the last workout, the thrusters and rope climbs, like, I just, like, broke down afterwards. It was just, like, I knew, like, the whole CrossFit thing was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't even release the results for, like, a while after. So I did, like, meet with one of the coaches afterwards and, like, let them know, like, what should I do? And it was just, like, well, like, let's just wait because you know it's going to come back and then you're going to have to face it then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they posted it online... I already had like a statement ready to go and I just decided like I was going to own it. Like I'm not going to lie. It's Mm -hmm. just going to create worse cycles. Like it snapped me out of like all those cycles I was in. It's like, you know, I shouldn't have, this isn't why I started CrossFit. This isn't like, it it just started going bad for me. Um, And it was crazy because like owning up to it and just like saying it like it was, I had so much support that it was just like amazing. Like that actually helped me so much get through that because it was still very much like, my whole life was dissolved. My whole ego was dissolved, like, in an instant. Yeah. I had, like, built all these followers, and then I had to post to all these followers, like, what happened. Yeah. Um, so the support definitely helped, but it was very much, like, yeah, every weekend we were going to Sedona and just, like, trying to be in nature and try to, like, detach. And, like, I was trying to figure out, like, where my life was going to go next and, like, what mm-hmm. it looked like because at that point it was, like, seven, seven and a half years where, like, tunnel vision CrossFit. Yeah. And that was everything. What was the the goal was to just like get as good as you can or did you have a specific goal in CrossFit? So my main goal was, I mean, it was to get to the games. Right. And then I used to volunteer at the games and Uh there was one year where like the events just seemed super brutal like with the worm. Like I saw someone in back like get their, half their finger chopped off. With the wooden worm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to compete at the games anymore, but like regionals for sure. (laughs) You know, like, so I felt like 2017 was very much doing that. And Mm -hmm. then 2018 was like stretching past like what I should have been. Yeah. Um, And so in 2018, I kept telling myself I wanted to make the games because like I was just so, it was so drilled in my head, but I wasn't actually like listening to my body and my Mm -hmm. intuition and like what I should have been doing. So yeah, it was like very much stretching. (laughs) That's cool to hear your, like, the relief and the, like, healing you found from, mm-hmm. like, owning what happened and telling your side. Yeah. Because I think it's so, like, mo- most people would have just, like, they wouldn't be able to do that. They yeah. would just, like, lie or, like, fight it or um, deny it or all of these things. Yeah. And then you're just perpetuating that cycle of, like, of, you know of all of that, of the ego, of, you know, the, the turmoil and then like living with that, it's like Mm -hmm. kind of poisonous, you know? Yeah. And I actually talked with one of the girls who also got caught Mm. and she couldn't even like, the conversation was interesting because like the way it went, things weren't matching up and Uh, like she couldn't even admit it to me. Like I was owning it that I did it and like she wanted to talk to me, 
but like she still couldn't admit to herself or me that like she was taking it mm -hmm. like intentionally yeah and like yeah i kind of felt sad for her like come on like you know you're better than that you can move on from this and like yeah. you know um which she actually seems like she like found her own place now and is doing what she wants to do yeah. um but yeah for me it like very much i think i know it. who you're talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah it like freed me from uh -huh. that because like i was very much like i probably would have competed in crossfit until i got like severely injured or you know busted <laughs> like mm -hmm. so it broke me out of that or where... you would have been like i got to the games it's like now what like, yeah, exactly. This didn't fulfill any of those things that I was looking for it to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't fill those like, those gaps or those holes right. or it didn't do for me what I thought it was going to do. Mm -hmm. Like um, you hear so many like Olympic athletes and professional athletes and just people in sport talk about how they come back from the Olympics and they think it's going to be one thing or they come back from this goal they've had since they were like a child and they thought it was going to be in their head this like this like miraculous just like fucking party in the sky or whatever mm -hmm. and then they come back and it's like nobody cared like my gold medal was worth like nothing it's only worth mm -hmm. the weight of like how much gold was on it mm -hmm. and nobody like cared when i got back it didn't give me any jobs it didn't like do anything for my life my mm -hmm. life's still the exact same yeah so it was interesting to like be to recognize that and see like and then analyze for yourself, like, what are what am I chasing and for what? Like, what's yeah. it going to do for my life? What's it going to do for my loved ones? What's it going to do for my family? What's it going to do for anybody but myself to, like, check off that box? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for so, sure. Yeah. I can't even imagine, like, the process that that was just yeah. to, like, go through. Yeah. And honestly, even, like, a year ago, I would say a year ago is, like, when I really started, like, settling into, like, like finding this higher purpose and everything like starting mm -hmm. this coaching company and like realizing what I really want to do with my life and like how the coaching I want isn't just like shallow fitness there's it's a lot deeper than that and that's like really what helps people like people think they have this goal of like wanting a six-pack but it goes a lot deeper than that and like right. helping them uncover that because like you said they're going to get that six-pack and then look around and be like well what what I yeah. for, you know <laughs> yeah. and that's why like people like lose a bunch of weight and then get there and like there's a lot still missing because it wasn't just the weight you know yeah. there's always more to it that's so interesting because i had one of the last week's guests nadim he got full veneers so he's like got like all brand new teeth and his teeth mm -hmm. were like fucked up before <laughs> yeah. and uh he talks about like how he had to and he went through the process of going to like counseling and therapy to like handle the issues around like his image and like stemming like insecurities mm -hmm. and like fixing those internally before he fixed it externally yeah and you're talking about the same thing yeah. as far as like hey yeah. you want a six-pack you want to be healthy you want to look like this but like why let's let's work on the internal yeah. pieces of why you want that that way you can discover do you still want that and if not or if you do then like when you get there you'll you'll be a more well-rounded well person you're going to keep it you're going to maintain it because it wasn't for this thing that you thought it was going to be right. and then it ends yeah, up yeah. not being right you're actually like working on the internal thing too and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what makes it more worthwhile getting there yeah so i very much feel like for me like 2017 i did accomplish that and i did kind of have that well-rounded and then 2018 was just like a really shallow stretch you know yeah so. it's easy to see like those the 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 process that people fall into like and and with social media with competing in sport with all of those things and getting like wrapped up in cycles yeah of like what does that mean like 
ego, all of that stuff is so messy and so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. crazy that it's just, it's so easy to fall into, especially nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all external now, right? Yeah. Like we're talking internal versus internal versus external. And a lot of today's society is always looking external, right? right. When the answer is always inside of you. Yeah. And digging deep inside of you. That's right? true. Because your reality is very much a reflection of what's going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, looking internal, figuring that out and figuring out how you want to live your life and how you want to feel, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, going out and get, uh, obtaining that from that internal feeling. Yeah. And then so when you when you had that, a whole, all that thing happened, how long did it take before you um, decided to do like the van life and go off grid and all of that? Um, was it like six months? No, okay, it was closer. It was closer. Like, so, so it was like that was in June. He had been asking about like. Oh, so moving. you wanted to before? Yeah. He okay. want, he's wanted to for a long time. Yeah. I was like, you're crazy. We're not moving into a van. That's yeah. gonna affect my training. Like yeah. I was caught those cycles. Yeah. And then afterwards, like once he like realized, like I wasn't like bawling my eyes out, eyes out every other day, and like I was right. kind of starting to feel a little bit better. He's like. So what about moving in a van? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah. let me look into it. Yeah. So like I literally looked it up. And I was like, okay, I think I could do this. And like one of my goals in life is just to experience as much of it as possible. Mm -hmm. And like CrossFit was tied into that too, like actually competing on regional floors, like an experience not everyone gets to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Living in a van, another experience not a lot of people do. (laughs) So I was like, all right, like, yeah, I'll try it. And we decided, I think that was, um, was that August, beginning of August? Mm -hmm. We were like, all right, so how about by October, by December, We'll have a van and we'll use that to go back to our families in Chicago for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And like Baby literally, steps. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally, as soon as I gave him that okay, though, yeah. he was sending me vans like that day, like nonstop oh, Craigslist, gosh. Instagram, oh, like propaganda. Two weeks later, we were on our way to Moab to pick up the van. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> two <laughs> yeah. weeks later, yeah. I had like all of our stuff in our apartment. We were like selling on Facebook Marketplace. We had like people just coming in, like buying our dressers, our yeah. beds, or there was like. Yeah, we decided like stuff that was important to us that we literally didn't need. Mm-hmm. We just like take a picture of. Like we could have that as a memory forever. Yeah. We don't need to carry it around with us. That's everywhere. true. Yeah. So like we don't have any storage or anything. We literally just sold everything. Yeah. Um, and fit it into the van. And like I think doing it that fast stopped any overthinking too. Mm-hmm. Because like there were moments like yeah we're driving to Moab to buy a van that we never saw in person yeah. like so we didn't even know like how big it was actually gonna feel yeah um, and there'd be times we just look at each other like what are we doing and just like start laughing and like all right let's just see what happens yeah um, but it's ended up being like amazing any like obstacles that came up it's like when you have no choice but to deal with it you figure out a way around mm-hmm. it yeah um, so that's very much what that's we so did cool. yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> jumped right in. And- yeah. And, like, we knew we always wanted to be, like, completely free while living in the van, but we didn't have the online company at, our, at the time. So, like, I actually still had an on-site job. Mm. So I had an office I was able to, like, move around. Um, so I made sure that I picked a company that allowed me to, like, switch different cities, and we kind of figured that we'd establish, like, a base in a city mm-hmm. and then, like, explore around that city until we could be fully remote. Um, but we didn't know what that looked like yet. So that kind of evolved after living in the van. Um, I think it was like six months later, we like started the company. Nice. And then um, he was fully remote. And then the summer we lived in Boulder was like me moving my office. And then like three days a week, we'd be like in Boulder. And then the rest of the time we'd go into the mountains and explore around there. So it was kind of like half and half van life. And then I still had like an office. Yeah. Um, the beginning of this year, I left that job, and then we're just full time with the company. That's awesome. So, yeah, because yeah, I mean, your only expenses are the van expenses, right? So mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. It Did, like lets us focus on the things 
that yeah. the highest priority to us. There's no, there's nothing else. There's no fluff in our life, right? Like it's right. like the things we love doing, and things we want to be doing, and giving back, and that's it, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just that's how we spend our time. Because I'm very firm believer that time is the only currency we have, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be spending time on things I love doing. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the van very much allows us to do that, especially being like how we are with extremists. Like you know, it yeah. keeps us very grounded. Um, you know, what matters is what, you know, we can't, there's no room for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And like, we very much like will utilize like Airbnbs and stuff too, which is actually really cool in like different cities. You get a feel for like that city when you're somewhere new, like getting an Airbnb and like having suggestions on things to do. And so that's like part of the lifestyle too, which is cool. And it's cool too. Like when you guys, I'm, I don't know, maybe you'll end up living in a van forever, but like. If you ever decide you want a home, you'll have so many experiences and yeah. have traveled mm-hmm. to so many places, you'll know exactly like where you want to be mm-hmm. yeah. and like all the different benefits of each. And then like, if you don't, you just like keep, keep them, going. just keep <laughs> upgrading the van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, like the most recent thing. We're like, okay, we want to be able to like host people a little bit better. So maybe yeah. like one size up. So like we've been talking about that a little bit yeah. just so we could have like a table, um, we actually did like a dinner on the beach with friends the other night. Like they brought tables and then we like cooked everything in the van, which was really cool. Cause mm-hmm. like, it's like, Oh, welcome to our home. It's like on the beach today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was so. really cool. Did another message from our sponsor. This time we're checking out Loco coffee, another small company. Uh, they're somewhere on the East coast. I want to say New Jersey. And, uh, these guys are great. They offer, uh, cases of coffee that are enhanced. Everyone's all about the the plus these days they're all about the apple plus the google plus the disney plus the plus plus um this i would say is coffee plus so it's in a can you throw it in the fridge grab it on the go you don't have to spend time roasting um, pressing pulling shots this is a coffee in a can but with that plus so that plus is going to be coconut water and maple water so you're going to have added electrolytes and taste benefits um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's my favorite. I don't know if it's out on a limb because it's true, but it's my favorite uh, grab and go coffee in a can. We all know those coffees that you grab, you t- open it, and it tastes like dirt. All right, this is not gonna be the case. Love these guys, Loco Coffee. Um, pardon me. We're gonna use code Pardon Me for 20% off um, anything on Loco's uh, website. And I don't know that you get free shipping, but tell them you sent, tell them we sent you, and maybe they'll throw that in for free. Twenty um, percent off though with code Pardon Me. Get that delivered straight to your house, and uh, get that jolt of energy that you need. Everything happening, um, like how did that affect your cross, like your CrossFit journey? Because like yeah. you were deep into it too. Yeah, like, yeah, you were competing. You were like getting paid a stipend. You were. Um, you know, just as much involved as, you know, she was. So it's like, how did that kind of affect where you were at in your yeah. headspace and your journey? Because I would imagine like you have like a loved one, you know, the person you care about the most mm-hmm. going through that, you know, there's probably going to be some sort of turmoil on like, hey, do I still care about this? Do I feel like guilty caring about this still when mm-hmm. she's going through all this with that? And yeah, no, yeah, it definitely flipped my world upside down, right? Like, yeah that happened um which totally took me you know off kilter and i was kind of like didn't know where i sat with everything Mm -hmm. but then like yeah i think that weekend like i kind of just sat down like thought about it's like what were my priorities right like is fitness more important than being there for the person i love Mm -hmm. and i think i 
took that like long conversation with myself it's very much like no i love her more than yeah this crossfit which was crazy because like i think if you would have asked me before regionals it would have been just very much like you know i think our whole relationship up to that point was like crossfit crossfit first us second right Mm -hmm. yeah and we knew that it was like a mutual thing (laughs) yeah but then like that happened and then like when i really asked myself it was like no i like want to be with her right Mm -hmm. you know she needs me right now yeah um so like she said we were like you know i kind of took some a little bit of time outside the gym and just like we were going to sedona and like i was just trying to hold space for her Mm because she needed it yeah um like whatever she needed like i was just there for support because i know she was going through a tough time and if I wanted to compete, I knew I could always go back to that. And I actually did try to get back into it a little bit, mm-hmm. even after we lived into the van. Because, like, yeah, we were staying somewhat stationary, so In I could Boulder. still work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a gym we would hit up. Um, but it just didn't feel right anymore. You yeah. know, like, she was my partner in crime. Like, you know, it was, yeah. like, us together. That was our thing. Um, and it was very, like, that's what brought us really close, too, was mm-hmm. the fact that we were competing so, like, competing together, you know, um, so, like, we'd be doing the recovery stuff together. We'd be going to the train. You know, we'd be doing all that. And then, like, me doing that alone and not her alongside me and, like, supporting her each other that way, um, it just didn't feel right. And, like, yeah, it just didn't sit well with me and, like, the whole van thing. And we started going that direction, and that felt very fulfilling. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of how it went, you know. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's, like, a huge conversations. like, to have to go to, like, consider that and to be, like, and to go through that yourself, like, hey, does this is this fulfilling for me? Like, not having this person with me, and like having to battle with that every time, you wouldn't be able to be the best like version of yourself in that. Yeah, regardless. Exactly. So and it's like she's supportive. Like she's yeah. like, if you want to compete, you can compete. But yeah. it's just like it isn't there anymore. You mm-hmm. know, it just wasn't there. I was forcing something. Yeah. Um. But I had to try it still. You know, a little bit to, to make like, sure to make sure. It was, yeah. But I learned very quickly early on that it was just like it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, we started doing our thing, um, and we've grown together quite a bit from that. Like, yeah, yeah, because like we very much could have went different paths at that point, and like right. we didn't. Um, and then moving in a van together, like, yeah, that really builds a relationship. And then yeah. owning a business together, that really, oh, yeah. <laughs> that builds, yeah. You know, so who's it's the like, boss technically? Like, uh, the business is fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I mean, like, who's you guys know who that is? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd say we divide it up pretty. Like, okay, it's a teamwork, right? Yeah, like, and that's yeah, something yeah. we had to learn too, right? Because like we were individual athletes, so like, oh yeah, I think yeah. the first yeah, little hard. bit it was like <laughs> we were going at it a little bit, like mm-hmm. not communicating and not doing that, um, working as a team, and then I think we've gotten in a really good groove and grown mm-hmm. together in mm-hmm. a relationship as business partners, um, as all of it, and it's just been a, a really tight-knit teamwork now you know yeah. it's been really cool it's brought us really close like never thought i could be as close to another human being as that we are you know it's <laughs> yeah. been yeah. really cool yeah. yeah um and so what you guys do is like uh just coaching for like wellness um yeah so it's lifestyle health coaching. fitness all that it's combined transformational deep mm-hmm. health coaching yeah um so it's all individualized you know um, we really dive deep into goals like finding mm-hmm. the why behind the why like she was saying like mm, yeah, yeah the six pack yeah we could do that that's easy but mm-hmm. you know is that really gonna fulfill you for lasting change and ultimate yeah. happiness like our thing is living your best life you know we want you to live your right. best life and you know we care a lot and we want to see what's best for you and um we tell all of our clients like we're not we're not your friend on these coaching calls you know we're your coach and we're gonna mm-hmm. push you and yeah. We're gonna get a little uncomfortable. We might have we're gonna have that difficult conversation with you yeah. to get out what you really want in life. Mm-hmm. And we start developing 
and painting that picture for them. You know, they actually paint the picture. You know, we just help and guide them to get to that life that they yes, want. That's the right questions. Yeah. And I feel like you had to go through what you went through to like mm-hmm. get to this point of like what you guys really wanted to help people through. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you had to go through it yourselves to right. then be like, oh, like everyone's dealing with this, whether mm-hmm. it's through sports, whether it's through like business and their identification of the, who they are and their ego through how many, how much like money they made or how many, like whatever, how many mm-hmm. things they gathered and, and possessed or like mm-hmm. all of these different traps that your ego has. Like everybody's going through that same journey just on a different scale right. and in yeah. a different like arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then we even are like starting to do adventures with our clients oh, where that's it's cool. like, yeah, we had a client um, a couple months ago, his goal is to hike a 14er. Mm-hmm. And so we actually, he moved to Arizona recently from the Midwest because like he wanted to move out West and like we took him up um, Mount Humphreys, which is 12,000 to kind of see where he's at. And like, it was more than just getting up that mountain, you know, like he really just like, it was really powerful for him mm-hmm. and yeah. it was really cool for us to be there too. So and like, guide him that's there. like something was... else. Cause like being in nature and just kind of connecting with that side of yourself is really important too. Cause it kind of helps pull you out of like, especially in the Midwest, like the mindset, everyone's kind of caught in their head in these loops and cycles and like, being in nature, working, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it um, really kind of helps you see the bigger picture and things. Yeah, yeah. I definitely believe that's like a big part of health too, right? Is in it, nature in itself is healing and grounding, you know, and you know it's powerful when someone who wants to do something like that, you know, it's not about the things you're doing in the gym; it's what that stuff in the gym is allowing you to do outside in your life. Yeah, you know, whether that's climb a mountain or you know feel really good and energized at work or yeah. you know, and building that confidence to where you know. If you have that six pack, it's also building confidence that you could, you know, walk around with your chest held up, you know, tall and chin up high. Do you guys uh, like go down the line of like butthole tanning or sunning? <laughs> the bleaching? Yeah, the, no, we've heard all that stuff. Not bleaching, like uh, the uh, like sunning, right? Yeah, we've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. But like, we haven't, haven't that We've heard some weird stuff, like because like you haven't uh, the subscribed that or like no. given that as homework for like the clients. No, no. okay. No. No. I'm uh, sure you guys get into like some pretty weird stuff though, like or see it like out there. Oh yeah, because yeah. like I had uh, Ra, Ra, Ronnie. You remember like Ronnie Teasdale? Sounds familiar. From like the southern region. Now he's like raw of earth. And so now he does like, doesn't shave, doesn't cut his hair, doesn't like uh, shower, like just bathes in like wa- like natural bodies of water. Yeah. yeah. Um, he That's was cool. into like drinking his own urine for a while. He's we like, just heard about that. Full extreme, <laughs> uh, like butthole sunning. Um, mm-hmm. And then he just moved to like Mount Shasta. Oh, cool. And, um, That's a powerful place. But he's. Yeah, so he he was on, and we talked a little bit about that, and I always see what he's doing. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's like one, I think, he's going to that next okay. level, I feel like, of like that outdoor, like charging yeah. from yeah. the earth and the breathing and like... Yeah, we're big in the breath work. We're yeah. really big in... Med- we actually... Um, I actually facilitate men's retreats. Okay. Um, so we're doing the hot, cold contrast, mm-hmm. meditations, breath work, um, eating super clean, you know, more of a... Um, light meat, you know, very high quality meals at the retreats. And it's just like a health optimization, um, full body for guys. And also the connection is big, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and just having a tribe of guys who are on the same page of personal growth, you know, living to their highest self and highest values. Mm-hmm. Um, so I help facilitate those retreats. Um, I actually have one here in two weeks in Sedona. Um, and then we're doing a co-ed one here in a couple of weeks too, where Megan will go. Um, but we have a very strong, tight-knit community that we do these, like, nice. um, 
these That's retreats awesome. with. Um, we're mm -hmm. actually going to Tulum with them in December and January. So we'll be in Tulum, Mexico for taking a the van months. down. No, we're no, gonna fly. We're gonna okay. leave the van. <laughs> and then, like, uh, then we're going to Bali in March. Okay. For who knows how long, but like, are you guys gonna see uh, Dave out there, Driscoll? He owns like know. the CrossFit. What is it? Wanderlust. Oh, I've Bali. heard of it. That's where my yeah. friends go when they are there. Yeah, you'll yeah, have yeah. to see him. He'll like yeah. he'll definitely jump into everything you guys are doing. Yeah. yeah. So like that. that holistic, you know, like kind of yogi style of health. We are like very much into and learning about. So right it's really, now, yeah, yeah, we're just starting to get into and like realizing that like there is actually a lot to it. Yeah, because like, like I was a biology major. Yeah, yeah. You were. okay. And so like I used to kind of think that it was more pseudoscience, but now that I'm in it, it's like no, there's definitely like a lot of truth to that. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, more we're people doing our. That. Have you ever heard of Reiki? Uh, healing sounds healing. Uh, maybe it sounds familiar. Yeah, so it's like healing with your hands and okay. energy, energy transfer. Okay, and we're doing our Reiki ones. Uh, 14th, 15th? Yeah. So next weekend. Okay. Not this weekend, the following. So we're doing our Reiki ones because we just got introduced to that. But like, yeah, in essence, our coaching is healing, right? Right. So like this is another way to like heal and help heal the human being and the mm -hmm. human spirit. Um, so we're kind of getting into that. And it's yeah. it's yeah. been, that's a new thing for us, you know? So like yeah. we're just interested in it because like if we could just add it to our toolkit, um, mm -hmm. it's just and something help. else we yeah. could do to help and yeah. help heal people. Yeah, you'll have to let me know if like there's stuff you guys come across that you're like, hey, check this out. This is gnarly. Yeah, like, for sure. Here's the yeah. science behind it. Yeah, like, yeah. The Reiki, like I've been reading a book on it, and like we yeah. experienced it firsthand a few weeks ago, and that's why we're doing the class. That was the like, biggest thing. Is like we tapped into some of that energy and like actually feeling it and like realizing a lot of things. It's like made us do more research into it. It's like yeah. there is something behind it because like we experienced it and like the people we were with experienced it too, and so like there's something there. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. we're like starting to dive into that. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah. What what did you experience with that, like the healing? Um, it was intense. Um, someone, like, just seeing it and feeling it. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, if you would have asked me even, like, a month ago, I would have been like, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. But then, like, I was there and in it and just, like, seeing it all, I was like, whoa. Like, it just blew my mind, right? So, like, <laughs> so it was a friend of ours. She does stone healing. Mm -hmm. So she puts these stones, like, on different chakras on your body. And, like... She, it was at night, so, like, she told us to look at the stars, and she's, like, like, looks like she's, like, playing with energy and, like, working through your chakras and everything. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was weird because, like, I actually felt, like, tingling and, like, weird sensations. Um, and afterwards, she's, like, yeah, the stones didn't want to leave you, like, and I was just, like, I felt really, like, lightheaded, kind of. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, you need to ground yourself, like, put your hands on the ground, like, ground your feet. I don't know, have you heard of grounding? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, like actually taking it to that level and going down that route. Um, so I felt that. And then she was, like, doing it to other people. And there was a moment where, like, Austin and I were, like, sitting next to her as she was doing it on someone. And we actually, like, I started feeling, like, woozy again. Like, really weird, like, being that close. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, it was very much because we were, like, helping her do whatever that work was. Like, our energy was being pulled into it, too. And... Yeah, it, like I said, like he said, like a week before that, I would have been like, no way, like that's crazy, it's not a thing. But like the fact that we both actually felt it, yeah, it's like there's definitely something to that. Um, and I had, like after CrossFit, had some things come to me of like telling me that I'm a healer, but I didn't quite know what that meant. And it was like, well, yeah, I coach, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but now realizing it on a deeper level that like we're just starting to tap into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And it's cool you guys are like have a, uh, like the background of CrossFit, so you guys are kind of mixing all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. mixing that that level of it with, and you guys are 
like if I were to see that, I would come and do it with like skepticism as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, all right, I'm I'm down to try anything, but like, yeah, I definitely exactly. would be like a little skeptical of like, okay, you know, yeah, what's we happening. were too. That's yeah. why I was yeah. like, what is she doing with those stones? Like, I'll try it. Like, yeah, see. I've had a hot stone massage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. The one um, friend we were working on, um, I felt it in my palms. Like my palms have never been that hot. And I was just like, yeah. that is cr-. Like, like she didn't rub them. She, they weren't heated. Yeah, and, you know, I was just like. It was some intense stuff, and I there's was definitely like, stuff like that we don't understand. No, and I don't think we'll you can't ever put in words. Yeah, understand or be able to like. The best way I've heard it described is like when you have like a little like spider or a bug or something, and you like wave your hand over here. Like the bug doesn't know that that's happening. Like it can't compartmentalize what that is mm-hmm. or like what's going on outside of its own world. And I feel like we're the same. We're in our world, mm-hmm. and we think we know like so much. We think we know like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. about everything. But there's like other forces at play that we can't explain that like we have no idea about. And yeah, it's like yeah. you can't even like you can't even communicate them to somebody else. Yeah. Like, without feeling No, yeah. Yeah. And that's stuff that we were getting into um last couple of weeks. Like I I think I told you October, um like yeah, that moon like we're getting into like the moon cycles and mm-hmm. um I'm actually working with a Native American chief and he's mentoring me. Um on like meditation, dream reading, oh, and cool. stuff like that, and it's like been very eye opening and opening up a whole, like you said, like a whole world I had no idea existed. But I'm interested in it because, yeah, you don't know what you don't know, and it's mm-hmm. definitely opening a lot of doors that I'm interested in going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like October I started working with him, um, and we did like a ceremony with him. Nice with ayahuasca. Um, we have okay. Um, <laughs> his was um. Is a peyote ceremony. Okay. In a teepee. Um, in a teepee for, oh, yeah. it was like legit hardcore. 17 uh, hours straight oh, on your shit. knees in a teepee. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sign the, me up. the extreme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is perfect for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to go unless there's risk of dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No water. It's not worth like. it. Yeah, no, it's like a 500 year old ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, we like built the teepee and everything. It was really cool. Shit. Um, it was yeah. very, and the chief himself is very, like, I would, I would say enlightened, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've someone I just want to spend more time around because he's just someone who brings you up and just like he's seeing things on a different level. Yeah, you could tell he has just like unconditional love for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was even like a point in the TP where like a couple of people like left and like you you don't want to break left. that circle. Like yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, "I'm over it." Yeah. Well, she got like yeah. She's- she, I guess well. she was like yeah. not feeling well, and he tried to like convince them to stay because like yeah. to them the TP is like very much the hospital too like he admits like okay you break a leg you're not gonna you know you're gonna go to a real hospital but then there's gonna be like the emotional trauma and everything and like that's what the tp is gonna help with and mm-hmm. like she wasn't physically throwing up or anything she just like didn't feel well and like mm-hmm. there was there also was, she was from russia so it's like i think there was a very big cultural oh yeah, barrier yeah. too yeah but there were like a couple ways he could have handled that where i was just kind of sitting back like how is he gonna handle this and like you could tell he didn't like fully approve of it, but he also didn't like make them feel guilty or bad, or he still like showed the unconditional love and like let them do their thing. And mm-hmm. it was just like that built a lot of respect for me for him. It was like, yeah. oh wow, like yeah, this guy's legit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So like that's the stuff we've been like dialing in. Like you said, the I we sat in on four days of Aya Circle, um, which was also very eye opening and like that was a yeah, lot of personal growth. Yeah, Damn. it's like we're going into these things with like good intentions. Yeah, and um. You know, it's all you about stood in setting. a circle for four days. No, oh, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> no. Okay. It was four, four nights. Okay, <laughs> yeah. four nights. I was like, shit. Yeah, um, yeah, no. But um, it was like with a group of friends. Uh-huh. Um, 
who all came together and like we it's a co-creation right it's a co-creation of something um and it was really cool just to bond and get to hang out but that's partially grow. like where we tapped into those different energies and like realizing because like it makes you so sensitive to everything going on around you that stuff's always happening right but then it's like amplified times 10 um so like i've always been very like i have a lot of empathy towards people and like there was a point in the circle where like someone next to me was purging and like I looked over at them and like literally just started feeling all the pain that they were feeling. And it was just like almost too much right to like look away. Purging how like just like talking about it or like um, no, so he was like physically like throwing up oh, at that okay. point. Yeah. Literally. And like yeah, yeah like literally purging. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just an energy transfer. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I like look over and like I'm gonna tell my wife that when I'm like sick and I throw up, that's just an energy transfer. <laughs> yeah. It's wellness. She well, calls it worry. wellness. That's wellness. <laughs> Someone just transferring up the wellness. energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was really, it was really interesting to like feel that. And then like, there were certain points where I felt like I was trying to calm the energy and like, he would stop. And like, when I would look over, I'd feel like his energy being calmer and like talking to him about that, like he very much felt that too. Mm -hmm. And like, even through the weekend, like I noticed that he was like kind of by me more. And I think it was just because like he was going through stuff and then like, this has been a whole journey for us. Like we didn't just jump into like sitting with Aya, you know, like we even did, um, like a really intense breath work with like out any without any psychedelics that was like really transformative for me um and so like working yeah. through that very much oh. set us up to have like yeah a very enlightening experience and there's also a diet you follow for it um to just help prepare there's like okay yeah you know we meditated more and we spent more time in nature and you just like yeah you really have to get grounded and it's like a training right it's like mm -hmm. yeah. you do, it's like this is what we train for like on a spiritual and physical level right um so it's it's a journey i, I like, yeah, all this stuff is new to us, too. And we're just, like, getting into it now because that opened up to so many doors. Like, I would have never thought I'd be a pescatarian. And now I am, you know. So now yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's actually good, though, because it's making me take my coaching to the next level. Because, yeah, I very much believe that, like, as a coach, I should be experiencing as much as I can mm -hmm. and experimenting with different things, which I do. But the vegetarian thing was, like, very much out of my comfort zone. We so now I'm doing it. Yeah, we <laughs> never thought we'd give up meat. Even, like, leading up to, like, the dieta that you follow leading up to Aya, it was, like giving up meat for a while and so like come october we like started cutting it back and then like four days prior we just gave it up um and we were even like joking around like we're not gonna be able to do this like we have to give up meat like this mm -hmm. crazy and then afterwards it was like i just like had something hit me where i was like i don't think i could hit, do meat anymore like oh wow yeah and mm -hmm. so like now diving into like because you get a lot of nutrients from meat, you know and we could have like that debate which is like can go very deep and mm -hmm, so we're yeah. kind of looking into like the right way to go about yeah. doing it so like we're still eating fish for now yeah. to like kind of ease into like the different complementary proteins and what foods eat together and then like also i have a lot of food sensitivities so like working around that too and kind of like playing with that but it is all learning experience because there are yeah. a lot of people that do that and go that route yeah and i'm a very much believer that like a well-balanced diet typically does contain meat so mm -hmm. I realized there's a trade-off too to like build my spiritual practice that my my maybe diet is going to take a hit. Right, you're then, like starving your body to like feed your spirit, yes. so to speak. Right? Yeah, that's a one way of looking at it. But I understand that trade-off. But mm -hmm. you know, that's a trade-off I'm willing to make right now because yeah, these and you're not saying open. like, hey, this is forever. Yeah, right, this is right. a, a season. This has a purpose. Yes, mm -hmm. just like the competing diet. You're There's like, I'm not going to eat 600 it. grams of carbs indefinitely every yeah. day <laughs> for the rest of my life. You're like, no, I'm in a f crazy com competition phase, and that's just for right now for this purpose. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to suck down like 200 grams of sugar from yogurt every night right. like yeah. just just has a purpose uh -huh. right but yeah that's um what about like hunting everything you eat so like 
ideally I'd yeah. eventually like to do that, yeah. right? Like, you know, um, you know, I think there's the spiritual part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like honoring what you're killing and being grateful for the earth, like to the mother earth for providing the food and the animals and everything else like that. Um, but yeah, right now I can't, I, right. You're not hunting. So <laughs> hunting like out of the, out of the van. <laughs> yeah. like, eventually. <laughs> you guys are like shooting like rabbits Heroes. and stuff. Yeah. One day. Yeah, I, see that <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. One day. Um, I mean, you could go uh, like boar hunting like that, right? Just, yeah. Like, shooting out of the side or yeah. 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 go on horseback riding or something. I think in Texas, they like mow them down with like out of helicopters. Whoa. Oh, have wow. you ever heard of that? With the, I think I have actually. Because they're like, uh, des- they destroy like crops. They destroy like all of these things on these farmlands yeah. in Texas. So these, these farm owners will pay or they'll just let people come. I think they actually pay them to just go kill them. Um, and there's too many of them to like eat. So they just out of helicopters, just like, just mow them down like these wild boar and they're just infesting Texas. So it's like a kind of a common thing that's happening. Havelina chased her one time. Yeah. (laughs) Havelina was like one of those pigs. Okay. Chased her. I got chased by Havelina once. Where? Um, it didn't like your energy. Yeah, or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was a couple of years ago. We were like in an industrial space. I was going to work in the morning, literally. Uh Like, in the van, we have, like, a very strict morning routine. Like, mm-hmm. I get up first, feed the dogs, and then start walking them before he even gets out of bed. Because, like, yeah. there's only so much space. And, like, in the morning, like, communication's just never good. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my wife, and, like, that was too small. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine living in, like, a, a van. Yeah. yeah. It so, takes like, some getting used to. I'm, like, walking the dogs, like, down this road, and, like this one javelina goes by and then there's like three babies and then another one so they're like walking this way and i'm like walking this way and i'm just like keeping my distance being slow and then there's like another one that trails behind (laughs) and it stops and i'm just like is it looking at me right now yeah and then like he just starts charging me. Was and it a baby or a regular? It was a regular okay. one. So it was like huge. And I was like, what? am I being chased right now? I like ran a little bit with the dogs and then stopped and turned around. Like he's still chasing me. I like run into the van and like slam the door. I'm like out of breath. Austin's like, what just happened? brushing my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> he just got chased by Evelina. Oh my gosh. Do you have the dogs with you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I want to come. Right Two of them? Yeah. 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 Aussies? Aussie and Dachshund. Okay, I want to go meet him. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And then we wrap this thing up. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that was awesome. It took an unexpected turn that I didn't even know it was going to (laughs) take. But it was was enlightening, I think, was was all along the same process of, like, this self-realization and growth Mm -hmm. that you guys are on, which is super cool to see and, like, learn from. And that's, like, one of the reasons that... I love doing this because it connects me with like different people and their journeys and then to just stay in contact with them and like like you were saying, learn from what they're doing. Because like mm-hmm. we all don't have the necessarily the the setup like or, you know, the priority to have to be going through those experiences. So mm-hmm. to like be able to see you guys and like learn from like, oh look, they just did this, this is what they got from it, like that might be something I would be interested in doing is, is super cool. So thank yeah, you guys yeah. for, for making the stop. Yeah, awesome. yeah, of course. I was like, I think I messaged you a while ago. Yeah. And you were in somewhere, Utah Colorado. or Colorado. Yeah, Twin Lakes, yeah. And then, yeah, so. Somehow yeah. it worked out. Yeah, oh, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah thank course. you. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. There you have it, another episode in the books. Thanks for rocking with us. For the past year and change, we've been putting these out. We've been loving it. We thank you guys for everybody that's been tuning in. We've had some awesome guests. Uh, we'll just keep doing it. I think we keep having like better and better guests, getting into better and better conversations every time. And uh, we'll keep putting them out. You guys keep listening, keep sharing. We appreciate all the love, all the support. 
Uh, thank you. Special shout out to Meg and Austin for coming in, sharing their stories and getting vulnerable with, you know, the stuff that they've been through. I think it could help a lot of us um, that are, you know, going through stuff in our lives. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Shout out to the sponsors. Peace.